Hi, I'm Rob Hunt. Hello, I'm Tara Perez. Hi, I'm Joanna Gaskell. Hi, I'm Evan Perez, and we're the cast and crew of Standard Action, and you're listening to Genretainment. Genre Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Genretainment over here on SciFiPulseRadio.com. We're your hosts, Marks and Julie, and today we're chatting with the cast and crew of the comedy series Chop Saki Boom. We're joined by co-creator and actress Darlene Sellers, co-creator and director of photography Heath Ward, actress Jen Page, who may, you may know from Journey Quest or Project London, actor Dan Humphrey, who you may also know from the web series The Collectibles, actor S. Joe Downing, also seen in The Collectibles, and actor and real-life grumpy grip Chris Duffel. Okay, maybe grumpy grip part's not for real. The <laughs> yeah, grip he may, part, not, he may not be grumpy. He may not always be grumpy. <laughs> we talk about that. Yes. <laughs> we get very personal. I don't think we've ever tried to tackle this many guests at once. I think it's the first. So join us as we learn how the Seattle-based web series comedy was created. Plus, we have fun talking about the show within the show. Final Zodiac Warrior, talking about auditioning, kung fu, web series, zodiac signs, Mm -hmm. and nude scenes. Ooh, (laughs) but don't worry, it is work safe. (laughs) Now, before we get started with the interview, we do want to point out that the music you just heard at the beginning of the show was a snippet from the theme song for our web series, Reality on Demand. It's a song composed and performed by our friend T. Sean Hardy, and you can find our web series at realityondemandseries.com. And speaking of music, any music you hear before, during, or directly after the interview are excerpts from Chop Saki Boom. That's fun to say. Chop Saki Boom. Chop Saki Boom. <laughs> I have a feeling they did that on purpose. Well, now let's get started with our featured interview for today with the cast and crew of Chop Saki Boom. And you have to do the hand gestures. You have to do hand gestures. The chopping hand gestures. Can't see that. We need video. Chop Saki Boom. Listening to Entertainment. This is Marks and Julie, and today we're speaking with the cast and crew of the Seattle comedy web series Chop Saki Boom. Now there are a lot of you, so why don't each of you introduce yourselves and what part or role that you play in this? That's just fun to say, Chop Saki Boom. Chop Saki Boom. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. So, uh, in whichever order you all would like to go, just introduce yourselves and what you do for the show. Um. Hey, I'm Darlene, and I had a chance to work with Keith Ward to create the little show Chop Saki Boom. And then we invited several of our favorite Seattle peeps to come and join us. So um, I guess I'm one of the co-creators of the show, is how I'd sum it up. Great. And this is uh, Heath. I'm the uh, co-director and DP and a wealth of other shenanigans. (laughs) (laughs) We busted out shenanigans early on. Good job. I like that word. (laughs) I'm Jen Page. I am an actress on the show. I play the role of Page, which is not confusing at all. And uh, <laughs> happy to be here with you guys again. Hey, everybody. I'm Dan Humphrey. I got a couple credits on this thing. I played Charlie, and I goes down as the uh, assistant camera, and I also did some visual effects for it. Great. And, then, and the website. Oh, yeah, and the website. Yes, hi, everybody. It's cool. Um, I play Grumpy Grip in the film, but uh, I'm more known for being a grip, and I am a... How do you say it? A Swiss Army production knife. Um, <laughs> I'm set up the uh, 
the gaffer, the key grip, and the uh, audio recordist, uh, field audio recordist, and the pilot. Uh, and I don't know if they've seen that stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah the pilot. You might as well just say you're the MacGyver of Chopsaki Boom. There you go. Totally. <laughs> Correct. 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 <laughs> okay, we didn't miss anybody, right? Joe. 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 Yeah. I thought that's not the right number. <laughs> this is Joe Downing, and I played the role of Dylan. All right. Woohoo! All right, so. And resident kick ass, if I can say that. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. I like every, every once in a while. It was the title <laughs> of a movie. You can say it. Kick ass. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. It's just common vocabulary now. Yeah, that's what I'm yep. saying. Okay, well, now before we get too far in our shenanigans. Let's catch people up. That's the word of the day. Yes, let's catch people up on what Chopsucky Boom is. In case they haven't watched it. In case you don't know, every time I say Chopsucky Boom, I'm doing like He's actually doing the karate chops in the air. And I'm I'm a little (laughs) fearful for my safety. I may have to to scoot aside. So so what is Chopsucky Boom about? Well, it's a misfortunate web comedy about misfit actors cast in an action kung fu show. Great. And that's called Final Zodiac Warrior, right? The show, yes. the, the show in the show. show. Yeah. Show in the show. So many. <laughs> Not confusing at all. <laughs> nope. Hey, we know about shows within a show. <laughs> I imagine, you know, the show as it progresses, it's it's like how they get they get called, they do auditions, uh, you know, then they start acting in it. And then they and, start actually filming it. Yeah, so I'm guessing some of this might be real life acting experience that that, that you've dealt with. So is that true? And and overall, where did the concept of the show come from? A lot of it came well, from Darlene's crazy experiences over 15 years of acting. <laughs> that is the truth. Heath and I were lucky to meet on an indie film set years ago, and we stayed in touch over all of those years and compared notes and stories about some of the amazing and creative things we had seen directors do to get their projects done. And we were both inspired by those things, but also highly entertained at times. So we thought it would be fun to bring them all under one show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, shenanigans. It's, it's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy kind of meta to me because you can have these behind-the-scenes stories of what actors do, and then if you're, you know, resilient enough, you can go out and actually find the results of these experiences. <laughs> yeah, I mean. For the most part, no one's naming any names. <laughs> you know, but it could be right. just such, or just when you watch a bad movie, you're like, wow, what's the backstory behind that, right? Mm. Right. Yeah. Well, And it's been kind of fun because after the first four episodes came out, you know, we've had a lot of guesses. And we've had 30 different sets mentioned, like, did this scene come from this show? And it just really resonated with us that a lot of these are just, you know, common truths. They're things oh, that yeah. happen on the film sets. And even on set, we may have a kernel of an idea, but the actors and the crew that we have there that have been on similar sets are like, you know, that's not bad, but we could add this to it and kick it up a notch. So. Yeah. Well, I thought it was hilarious. I mean, at one point when the director's like, more, more, well, less, but more. And we were cracking up. I said, oh, my God, I've actually had a director say stuff like that. You know, be like, I want you to yeah. do do this, but that. And it's the opposite. It's like, give me more. I want you. I want less, but I want more. <laughs> Not right, it, right. just like this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it was just, that's so universal. <laughs> <laughs> slower, but faster. Yeah, slower, but faster. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I need it louder but quieter. Yeah, we yeah. get a lot of that. 
Yeah, I want you to give me more. I want it. I want it less. I want. I want you know less from you, but I need more. Right. Can you make it bigger, but also smaller? Yeah. Yeah. That tends to be the director's fishing. I, I've pulled it myself at times where you're like, you just have no idea exactly what you need at that moment, but yeah. you have to fake it. Yeah. You really just want to say do it better, right? <laughs> yep, yep, exactly. Just suck a little less, please. Do it again. Yep. But, <laughs> but less suckiness. Right. I would honestly rather a director tell me, like, you know, could you just do that only good this time? <laughs> right. Oh, no. Because at least I know he knows what he's talking about. <laughs> but, yeah. like, what do you do, seriously? Because that's not exactly going to motivate your actor, right? Could you do that right. again, but actually, like, good? Yeah, let me just go cry in the bathroom for a half hour. I'll be right back. Because yeah. Lord knows we're we're a fortified bunch. We're, yeah. we're solid in have our. Have you actually had a, egos and, Have you all actually had a director like yell at you and tell you that you suck? No. Yeah. Maybe a few times. My most recent, um, I had a director angry with my boots. Um, <laughs> they didn't like how my boots were coming across on set. Yeah, they were like, ah, your boots look angry. I need them to be, you know, more appealing. So, yeah. yeah. Oh, I've had Sometimes. times they're like, can you walk softer? And it's like, they're heels. And I'm on the yeah. floor. <laughs> and I'm, I'm like trying to tiptoe while not slipping, you know. <laughs> and walking naturally, right? Yeah, while not looking like a dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the worst I've ever had, and I can't blame him for this, is a, a director will do something surprisingly to get a re- surprise response from me oh. because they want it to be genuine. And every time it's kind of like, oh, you got me moment. But I can't punch him in the face for it because <laughs> it's, it's warranted because you can only feign surprise so much. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Well, unless so, your reaction to that surprise is to punch somebody in the face. No. <laughs> 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 we promote violence on Shop Stop and Do. do, actually. You do? Frequently, we're like, what does this scene need? Somebody needs to get punched in the face. You're pouring <laughs> for the PA. <laughs> yeah. But movie yeah, fighting, is. right? <laughs> yeah. Now that you mention it, the PA does get punched more than anyone else. That's true. <laughs> yeah, but I I showed blood. I showed blood. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Jen took one for the team with Way getting punched in the nose. Yeah, because that was a lot of fake blood up her nose for numerous takes. Oh, my gosh. Oh, really well. <laughs> How do you even decide to approach someone with that concept? So, okay, Jen. We're going to fill a syringe with fake blood, and we're going to shoot it up your nose, and you're going to have to hold it up there until the time is right on camera. <laughs> Meanwhile, remembering your lines and what's going on in the moment. And not making loud sniffing <laughs> sounds. Yeah, that's pretty much how we do it. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so Jen, could you please defy gravity with your nose? <laughs> while delivering a great performance. <laughs> My sinuses were acting. <laughs> so I'm curious about the fictional show within the show. The yeah. Kung Fu web series Final Zodiac Warrior. I wonder how much you guys have 
fleshed out what that's about and why do they fight naked? Oh, and will we actually have the movie? <laughs> do not question his creative vision. <laughs> hmm. Anyone want to take that one? Why they fight naked? No, I can't. <laughs> Just notice that the men are much more scantily clad than the women. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. This is true. Yeah, if you talk to Joe and Dan about their costumes, neither of them have anything on their top half. Um, yes. Yeah. Yeah. After, <laughs> after, after Eastern promises the whole fighting naked thing really loses some of its appeal. It's more awkward. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh, one story. I mean, the cast and the crew have all heard, but. I was on a set one time where the costumes kept getting smaller and smaller. <laughs> and the director would actually sneak in after we wrapped for the day and cut down our costumes. And at first we thought for sure, you know, we were just overdoing it at craft services until we discovered, no, in fact, the costumes were getting smaller. So that was part of the inspiration behind, oh you know, God. the director just thinking that they needed to show more and more skin in order to make Final Zodiac Warrior a go. Um, part of it, too, was we did actually model several of the warrior costumes after kind of some iconic martial arts figures. So, I mean, Dan's costume is patterned after, you know, Bruce Lee. And a lot of times the guys don't have shirts on in traditional chop socky films. So um, that's kind of where that came in. Whereas the women do usually get to be fully clothed in the chop socky films. Woohoo! So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that was I'm it. enjoying the reversal that from the usual. That's good. Completely unfair. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Marx is protesting. So, so what is Final Zodiac Warrior about? There's demons, apparently. And there's Zodiac warriors. Yes. Yeah. The yeah. world has a ton of death. Darlene has like 12 years of history behind Final Zodiac yeah. Warrior. Yeah, and, and the demons really... are fighting. Don't forget that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Even Steven, even Steven fights when he can get out of the elevator in time. So it's kind of exciting. We actually had the opportunity to join on to a comic book uh, project that's coming up. They're doing a fundraiser for Children's Hospital, and there's going to be about eight different shows that have, you know, each show has about an eight-page graphic novel. And instead of featuring Chopsaki Boom, we thought it'd be a lot more interesting to start telling the story of Final Zodiac Warrior. So that'll be coming out in a couple months, and we'll sort of introduce the world to um, the myth behind, you know, the legend that starts the Final Zodiac Warrior. So basically, there's 12 warriors that have been called to protect the Earth, and things have been going okay, but the demons are rising up again, so they have to come together to save the world. And there's one representing each animal of the Zodiac. So there are 12 warriors in total, eventually. Cool. Now, did any of you actually look up and see uh, what year you were born in in the Chinese Zodiac? Yeah, but I completely forget because it's lame. That's all I know. <laughs> yeah. Something cool. Something cool like dragon. <laughs> yeah. We, I think I got tiger, if I'm ooh. not mistaken. I got lucky on that one. Yeah. 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 There you go. I'm Maybe not I'm quite lucky. I got dragon. Yeah, he's a dragon. Um, I think he's the only dragon on set. We looked everybody up when we first started, and actually no one was cast as their actual zodiac sign. Uh-huh. Everybody's portraying a different sign. Maybe part of yeah, part of the joke with everybody wanting to be Tiger and then nobody even gets to audition for it was was actually sort of inspired by the actor who plays Ty, who ends up being Horse, because he's 
he's you're the pig, but he refuses to admit that, and he just tells everybody he's a tiger. Oh, that's I just hilarious. Him. But yeah, so part of that inspiration came from not getting to choose your own sign, and you know, you are what they give you. So yeah, mm-hmm. I think we're both snake, aren't we? I think ah, nice. I'm not really sure having two. They always say two snakes probably isn't good, but it oh well, it works. Right. <laughs> It's worked out okay. It seems to have worked. So, you know, I, so if I were any of you, I wouldn't get too worked up about. <laughs> yeah. Well, and there are alliances that are supposed to be stronger. For instance, pig and rabbit and goat, the three of them make a very strong alliance. So eventually, I love if we ever get animals. into that. Yeah. Yeah. If we See, ever get into that I would love to be a rabbit. Mythology. I don't think I'm a rabbit. Rabbits are cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they are. Um, Kind of a fun side note, we're going off of the animals in the Chinese zodiac, and many of the zodiacs are similar, but in Vietnam, they don't celebrate the rabbit. Instead, they celebrate the year of the cat. Oh, that's another good one. We're fun. I know. So something might eventually happen with that as well. But for right now, we have the 12 animals, and eventually there will be alliances between, there'll be four different sets of alliances. So. I tell you what, if a goat and a pig and a rabbit got together, they really could take over the world. <laughs> Sounds like a story to me. Yep. Uh, Standing yep. on each other's shoulders. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, this one's for the actors. Uh-oh. <laughs> so if each of you can tell us a little bit more about the characters you play and also how you first got involved in the production. and let's. I'm let's... still not going first. Someone else go first. I'll go first. This is Joe. Joe Downey. Okay. I, uh, it was unfortunate. At the time that they were actually doing the casting and the filming, I was actually on, um, I was working for a company that was basically sending me on business trips, so I wasn't even available. So Darlene was kind enough to schedule around my schedule to see if I can get in, and I think I got in like two weekends. And uh, the character I play is representative Ox, and that was it. Those are those are the two weekends that I actually got in to shoot, and and so, but it was fun. It was definitely fun, and um, I got to. And sit you're next amazing. To, oh, thank yeah. you, thank you. <laughs> I got to sit next to um, Jay, who plays Rat, and that was just a blast watching him work. <laughs> yes, he's so yes. talented with his humor. Oh yeah. Yes. You all it was all very funny. I, I loved all the, the especially the auditions where they're like, Be this animal, be that animal. <laughs> And that was all improv. We had no idea what they were gonna yell at us. Oh, you're kidding. That was great. Nope. Yeah, it was all yeah. improv. The, the look actors... on her face when she's when he says, No, now a green dragon <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? It makes me laugh every time. <laughs> Yeah. And the funny thing about that green dragon moment is we, uh, her reaction is genuine, and we cut it yeah. right at the moment because one second later she is cracking up beyond belief. <laughs> <laughs> that is something someone would throw at you when you're auditioning and improving, though. They'd be like, "Okay, now be a lop-eared rabbit," you know? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, and we count ourselves lucky. Oh, I think a lot of web series do this. You know, you end up inviting individuals that have multiple talents just because you, you need everyone to take on several roles. So, you know, we have Heath who 
directs and he's the director of photography and he's the editor, you know. Dan, who's an actor, is also helping with camera and building our website. I mean, everybody's doing multiple things. One of the other true secret weapons we have for our show is Andrew McMasters, who is the actor who plays Trick. And he's run an improv company in town in Seattle. It's called Jet City Improv. I think they're celebrating like their 23rd year this year. Oh, wow. So we knew... We knew we didn't even need to script that scene that we could just hand it over to Andrew and he would run us through our paces and we'd have enough material to use because he's just so gifted at working he's with so people awesome. and basically, yeah, handing them good material. So um, that, that scene really works. I mean, everybody's phenomenal, but it's in large part due to Andrew's uh, talent and timing. That probably actually worked out better because it was just such a genuine you know, response to all this improv and, you know, the pygmy goats, no, no, pygmy, smaller. <laughs> yeah. like, if you had time to overthink that, you know, it probably yeah, would have had a little, little better. Impact. When I did an improv, my class for acting, I had to do a dripping sink. So. <laughs> <laughs> Animals are a lot more. That's awesome. like, it's, there's nothing like your husband coming home and going, I was a dripping sink today. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Good for you. <laughs> All right, so Joe told us about his character and how he got involved. What about you, Dan? Well, I guess the uh, short answer of how I got involved was was Darlene asked, and I said yes. Uh, <laughs> pretty much that simple because Darlene's really that awesome. My character, Charlie, is really just kind of a, a laid-back and completely self-absorbed kind of guy. He just has uh, good stuff happen to him, doesn't question it, and uh, doesn't ponder it much farther than that, and uh, and kind of bumbles through life in, in that manner. I guess it's not bumbling. He's just a, a lucky kind of guy in that sense. So, cool. Yeah. Interestingly enough, actually, I, Darlene and I met uh, on a film set, and um, myself personally, <laughs> I, uh, I'm used to being on the other side of the camera, so to speak, and this was the first film set I ever had a chance to work on. I was all excited and got a chance to see that, uh, you know, there are some great actors out there, and there are some other folks that get cast as well um, on an indie film, <laughs> you know? And uh, as, as I was going through that process and, and learning a ton, as everybody does, their first chance to get onto a set, when it came time for me to do my own film, uh, I grabbed Darlene as soon as I could, you know, and, and she was nice enough to uh, participate in my project, and we've been great friends ever since. Um, she's absolutely amazing to work with, super talented, and I gotta say, the nicest person I've met in film yet, quite literally. Oh. Yeah, definitely. Man, oh man. I agree. <laughs> All right, I can have more lines. <laughs> yeah. Wow. It's like okay, rewrite. <laughs> you don't have to be naked. Bottom <laughs> line, that part. That's fine. Uh, yeah, I don't know if you're going to ask about moments on set, but remind us to tell you about the the Charlie naked on the couch when the PA showed up for the first time. Cause that was that was a good day. Oh wow! Right, we're going to ask that. Oh yeah, we're going to ask that. Now we know what to listen for. Right, Dan? Were you really naked? No, actually, I wasn't. But that's not because I didn't volunteer. <laughs> I, I would do what is necessary to make you're a man of the art. That's right. Whatever it takes. But they said, no, we just around that. So what you're we did that to save stopped. me in the editing room. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> so what we're hearing is that, you know, you're kind of a shy, introverted guy. Well, most yeah, actors are, right? Yeah. 
I, I would actually, this is Darlene, I would like to toss out, both Dan and Joe have actually done quite a bit around town. I mean, we went to them because we knew they were phenomenal to work with and also great on screen. Um, I would like to toss out, uh, they are both two of the stars of another local Seattle web series called The Collectibles. So uh, it was kind of fun. While we were working on Chop Saki Boom, they were also busting out their superhero moves on our sister web series. So if you get a chance, you should check that out as well. Cool. We'll have to do that. And, uh, yeah, they play Death Wish and The, the Quick. Yeah. The Quick. <laughs> the Quick. <laughs> All right. And, Darlene, can you tell us a little bit more about Rabbit? Sure. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> there's a casting director in town who I adore that I've been auditioning for for about 10 years. And every time I go in, he's like, oh, my God, Daisy, it's great to see you again. And he knows who I am just by the wrong name. So, you know, I've never corrected him. But it's kind of notorious. He'll call me in for one particular role. And every time I go in to see him, he's like, you know what? I'm not feeling that. Let's let's have you do the exact polar opposite part instead. So Daisy was originally sort of based on some of my, you know, real-life experiences. About three weeks before we started filming, Keith and I really questioned whether it was smart for me to try to play one of the roles and direct. So we actually had another actress in mind. We came very close to bringing on to play Daisy. She doesn't actually know that. But in the end, he was like, no, no, this really is quite a bit of you in this part. So let's go forward and we'll find a way to make it work. So, yeah, Daisy is, uh, she's our character in the show that has been doing indie film for forever. She actually knows quite a bit about filmmaking, um, which hopefully will show up as she starts helping out on set a little bit more. But she uh, is just desperate to be in a project that actually gets finished that, you know, she can show two of her parents and get an IMDb credit for. <laughs> <laughs> And she has this brother who's, you know, very lucky and talented at getting himself in the right position where he ends up, you know, with a much bigger part, basically by showing up to the, you know, callback to bring her something she forgot. Yeah. They're very unnaturally close and comfortable with one another. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes. Well, it's a small set we film on. (laughs) And Jen? Oh, um... Yeah, I I play the character of Paige, who is a gamer girl, and basically her character was very involved with the Final Zodiac Warrior online game, and when when she heard it was turning into a series, of course she had to try her hand at acting, so it's basically gamer girl turned actress, which is just a real stretch for me to um, (laughs) try and be gamer girl. I know, and the and name, got, it's spelled differently. It's, God. Yeah. <laughs> originally, originally, her name was going to be Jen, and me and Darlene talked about it, and and then we were like, no, no, let's not call her Jen. Let's call her Gwen. And at the time, I was in another web series where my character's name was Gwen, and I'm like, no, that, that, does, that would be confusing. What Gwen am I talking about when I'm promoting the show? And so we went with Paige, and it was Darlene's, uh, brilliant idea to put an I in the name for Pig. Um, <laughs> since her character because is, that uh, shows up in the show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, completely. <laughs> and uh, how I got involved with the project, Darlene and I had a mutual friends, right? And she invited me actually to her uh, tiny Zodiac New Year's party, and that was really the first time I was able to interact with her on any. Um, larger level 
And as I was leaving, she kind of stepped in front of me at the door and said, <laughs> I'm working on the show. I'm writing this part with you in mind. <laughs> and, you know, as an indie actress, you hear these things and you get so excited in your heart. But you immediately squash it because you're like, yeah, yeah, sure you will. It's indie, <laughs> right? It may or may not happen. It's beyond anyone's control. And then sure enough, you know, they, they made it happen. And it's just, it's materialized from heaven and it's been great ever since. And I'm just so glad that she saw something in me that inspired her to write a part for me. And it's just such a rare gift to be able to be given that chance. And uh, to work with just such an amazing production, and I'm constantly being caught gushing over it. But I really, <laughs> I really do love the show and everyone I work with. They're just so talented, in front of and behind the camera. And I should just shut up before I start. <laughs> now, how does that? Now, that, how does this work? And how did this come about? Because Jen, you're a very attractive woman. Yet you play a character that... Why, is, thank you. What's your number? <laughs> and your character is supposedly very not. How is that? How did that come Personally, after someone says, I've got this part thinking of you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> character is very unattractive. Oops. <laughs> right. Wait a minute. Wait. I hadn't thought about it like that before. <laughs> Well, and I as I recall, yeah, when we pitched it to Jen, nobody, nobody pretends anything other than Jen is gorgeous. And oh, shut up! The message, <laughs> the message is not even that Paige is unattractive. She's socially awkward. Um, she's always got food on her face. She doesn't quite know how to talk to people. Sometimes she tends to snort. glasses. Um, yeah, so we Maybe were kind of like skew sounds, like she smells or something when she walks. Exactly. Out. Oh, yeah. She has paint exactly. on her overall. She's not attractive. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, when we first pitched it, you know, to Jen, we were like, hey, we are, we are playing the opposite here. We are going for the obvious humor that, you know, you're the exact working opposite of all these things. So um, I will say, though, that some of the, the Jen Page fans got on board with it and others, whoo mm-hmm. uh, Yeah. <laughs> Well, it's they were like, a little concerned. <laughs> well, it seems like it could be poking fun a little bit. You know, there's the cliche in movies of they always cast this beautiful actress, and they're like, we need to make her unattractive and unpopular. Let's just put her hair in a ponytail and put glasses on her. Right, exactly. <laughs> and then suddenly exactly they, have a big make, they have a big makeover scene, and they just they like straighten her hair, take off her glasses, and, oh, my God, she's beautiful. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And that's kind of what we're making fun of, because that's just ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> oh yes, and Duffel. I'd love to hear Duffel talk about acting. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, I have. Uh, I've been in the camera in front of the camera so many times. Um, <laughs> how do you get in character? The, no, I, we haven't. Well, we have a kind of established how uh, the character of Grumpy Grit, why he's grumpy, because I don't want to give anything away, because Internally, I know why he's grumpy. I mean, everyone is in some way kind of forced to be there, I guess, on the crew. Um, and Grumpy Grip thinks that he should be on a, a real set, you know, on the next Iron Man 4 or the next whatever. He he he's his feet, He feels his talents are being wasted. There he is. Plus, you know, you you seen the the the, uh, 
Brandon, that's his real name. Um, but, uh, the PA who, uh, <laughs> is a reason for making everyone grumpy, but, uh, I got into it initially the project overall. Um, he, you know, asked cause anytime I'm like, Heath's uh, safety net in some ways and, and darling too, <laughs> if, if, there, if, there, if there's something that, that, that they're planning and it's, and they're kind of, eh, this is kind of big. They'll also bring me in because I've got experience in those areas to uh, to make those things happen. So, and that's, so that's basically tuned. how I got into it. <laughs> I, 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 don't, I don't like to um, see people bite off more than they can chew. So, I'm, I'm one of the projects I'm involved with. Involved in it's just uh, with you know they're your they're, they're your buddies. You, it's almost like a foxhole mentality. You're not there fighting this battle um, because of what some generally is you're fighting you're in that foxhole because your buddy is next to you and you want him to survive. Yeah. So that's kind of how I think of it. And who oh, wants to jump in? Oh. I forgot to say this when we were talking to Jen, but we thought it was really hilarious with the Paige character about her mother. Oh, her yeah, Brown. Charlie Brown. Wah, wah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was that? classic. That was Heath. Keith Ward came up with that. That's great. We debated it for we debated that uh, that whole shtick for a while. We we really mm-hmm. weren't quite sure, you know, was it going to appeal to the younger, uh, you know, audience? Were they going to get it? But then after we uh, we shot it, you know, it really uh, played out well when we tested it off of people, so we kept it in there. <laughs> we did also do some tam- sample test where we would randomly call young people we know and do the Peanuts voices and see if they could identify what it was. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's, it, it runs well to leaving it to the imagination, you know, just never seeing her mom. What does her mom look like? You know, just has to just come up with your own. Yeah, it's sort of, and and the mom kind of becomes a character much like on Big Bang Theory, Howard Wallowitz's mom. She's never on screen. You just... You right. hear her voice. <laughs> <laughs> mhm. And yeah, her mom is such a presence in uh, Paige's life. Oh yeah. Okay. Funny stories on set. So I'm sure there's always funny stuff happens. Yes, on, and on apparently set. there's a naked story. There's, there's a naked story, so we need we gotta <laughs> we gotta cover this. It's important news. <laughs> <laughs> the people want to know. What so, about being naked? So can each of you share a funny story on set? Don't everyone jump well, on. Well, somebody's got to tell the naked story. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's not me. Okay. I was not naked. <laughs> right. So, <laughs> it was, Jen, it was on your day. It just wasn't at your location. So um, okay. we were super lucky. Uh, one of my friends had offered to help out at the PA and to uh, run and get lunches for us. He'd never actually been on a film set before, and I'd been telling him a little bit about the project. And the first half of the day, we were filming actually at my house, and it was all the Daisy and Charlie scene. So he showed up right on time to get the lunch order and knocked on the door. And I think it was Dan, who was, you know, practically naked on the couch, who actually said, come in. And Vanna walked in, and the only one he saw was Dan, pretty much naked. He looked like he was naked sitting on the couch. And uh, Vanna's response was, oh, oh, I didn't know it was that type of movie, but Okay, so uh, <laughs> he's a very open-minded individual. We appreciated that. Yeah, so uh, he was ready to support us no matter what. 
Um, but we quickly explained that it was just this scene and, you know, bless Vanna. Months later, he told me, it wasn't until I actually saw them that I believed you that it was only that scene. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> that's a good friend. <laughs> wow. It, he, he is a good friend. And it was kind of funny because the second day he came in to help us, was the day that Eric was walking around in his underwear for the, um, you know, roaster for the week scene. So literally, Vanna shows up to make lunch at, you know, Victory Studios, and the first person he bumps into is Eric in his briefs. And I was like, uh-huh. No wonder uh-huh. he didn't okay. you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right. Who's next? Ooh, you want a story from this production or just a production in general? A, well, you can do a production in general. For it, in general, if it inspired something with this or reminds you of it. Like I said, I've never had anyone approach me and say you need to stick corn syrup up your nose. <laughs> <laughs> I got a story I can share. Awesome. So it was it was slightly ironic in that uh, the one day I was not able to make it to set because uh, unfortunately Bella was sick, so I had to uh, take her to the vet was the very same day that a, uh, a Kim Watts was due to be on set. And I'm not sure how long that Darlene had been kind of scheming and planning on getting us together, uh, but apparently it was not going to be that day. Well, Darlene, being the uh, incredibly persistent person that she is, did in fact manage to get us in the same room and, and having some coffee, that being uh, myself and Kim. And uh, we will be uh, officially celebrating two years being together in September. So oh, we're, we're living together now. Woo-hoo. It worked out quite Congratulations. Good, good work. Yep. Good work, darling. Yeah, that's quite awesome. Thank you. Aww. I will say I had to, no, I had to you, pull darling. Bella aside. I had to pull Bella aside and say, I thought we talked about this. I had a plan in the works. This is going to complicate it. But, you know, we got there eventually. So yeah. it was Now, fine. for all the <laughs> listeners, Bella's his dog. <laughs> right. Yes, and you can see Kim in episodes three and four. She plays script girl. She's standing next to Trick. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. Chop, sake, boom, brings people together. Aww. Right. Oh, it's the next matchmaking show. <laughs> now all single actors and and crew are going to be just buying to get on your show. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> This is Heath. One thing that I will say is it's just kind of a uh, general story about um, Chop, Sucky, Boom and the indie film environment that it really (laughs) was. You know, everybody was wearing multiple hats and Darlene um, being the original creator of the show and co-directing and starring was also handling craft services many days. So at any given time, I would be on set. I'd be like, okay, we ready to roll. Where is everybody? Oh, no, Darlene. She's off running around with bagels, grapes, melons, whatever she has at any given point. And uh, we would have to hunt her down repeatedly because she wanted to make sure everybody was well-fed all the time. So she's a sweetheart. Yes. We really, I don't even know if you could say we paid people in anything other than Tasty Craft Services. So it was yeah, critical. Exactly. A we well, yeah, a well-fed set is a happy set. <laughs> I can be paid. I can be paid in laughter any day. I mean, <laughs> I'm, just, I'm one of those people. When I laugh, my re- reaction after I'm done laughing is to say, "I love you," and it's just true. If you can make me laugh, you have my heart. It's just 
I'm just loyal to you to the end. And it's so not fair to me, but it's true. <laughs> <laughs> and obviously I'm I'm completely transparent and honest as well. So it it it's a very bad combination. What's the year of the rat? I don't know what that is. I don't know. We'll have to look it all up. Yes. Mhm. Mhm. So um, let's rewind back to. I actually to... like rats. They're sweet. Yes, they are. And they're Some of them. <laughs> yeah, not street rats. They're rough. Don't be no. judgmental. <laughs> not you don't like know New what York they've been through. Rats. Yeah, you don't know what they've been through to make them so tough. <laughs> they they might be. They've seen things. Cold. Those rats have seen things. Yes. <laughs> Poor rat. So whenever you first came up with the concept of the show. Was it originally going to be a web series, or as you developed the concept, did you decide to go with web series? I know, I know, Seattle's got tons of web series now. I don't know if that influenced it or not, but, but uh, what made you decide? Let's put it on the web. Sure, yeah. We were talking web series from the start. We were really excited about the possibility of you know getting the story going and then kind of getting feedback, both from the the actors and, you know, in our case, the crew, everybody participates. And then also from potential folks watching the show so that we could kind of change it up and go in the direction it needed to go in. And I think there's four episodes so far, at least on YouTube. Yeah. That is correct. Mm -hmm. When do we get more? (laughs) Four more are in the works. Great. There's a lot of yep. there's a lot of like little sub stuff in there too. I mean, there's, we have a few commercials. There's uh, is a video out. Yeah, I think the video's out. Too. There's like audition. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You got the music video. We should talk a little bit about that. Yeah. What, what's the music video? Demon fighter fighting with demons. Demon fighter never stops screaming. Demon fighter claiming power sword. Demon fighter another to be born. Fighting the demons while the demons are fighting. We knew we wanted to make a music video, and uh, so we wanted something that was pretty focused, that we could have fun with, and really allow the actors to be playful with it. So we came up with this concept of uh, the world within the world trick. The director puts uh, the final Zodiac Warriors to the test in the elevator of death. And uh, the song, the history of the song, don't forget that. Yeah, the yeah. song is for Demon Fighter, which uh, was written by our composer, Nat Sayer, uh, and appears uh, in the credits at the end of uh, episode three and four. I think it was a song that was like sung on set, and they actually like went and produced the actual song. Yeah, yeah, yeah so Jen, uh, Jen should tell that story. Well, <laughs> we were we were doing the boulder scene with the, the acting and the kissing scene being cut, and <laughs> I forget who was... Someone, I, I, my memory is just so bad, but someone was like, demon fighters. And then I came like, up with fighting the demons when the demons are fighting. And like, it was just like, yeah, and it all kind of stuck in our head. And unspokenly, I thought, oh, this song needs some kind of Asian ballad slow moment where there's a female singer, right? And Matt Sayer was there because he was helping out with the production and like, it was like he read my mind. He just went home and composed and orchestrated and sang this song and had his wife do it, and he put in this ballad. I'm like, oh, my God, it is so perfect. I didn't have to explain to anyone. I love you. Ah. And that's how talented he is. And it was like, of course, we have to 
make a music video because after you wrote that song, you can't hear that song and not get stuck in your head. People, I, I <laughs> yeah, know people use it as a ringtone. Yeah, people use it as a ringtone, and when I hear it, it gets stuck in my head. And it's like, I got to watch the music video now because it's, it's in my head now. Yeah, it's just pure genius. Matt spo- Sayre is just amazing. I think we need to spontaneously, spontaneously break out into song right now. Yeah, it sounds spontaneous <laughs> once you're saying it. Right? It's like, create a viral video now. <laughs> yep. Yeah, so we were very lucky the song was inspired by Jen, and then the actor was Eric Stevens, who plays Ty, yeah. singing to each other on set and you know like Jen said Matt happened to be standing there because he was helping out that day yeah um, he just witnessed it and he went home and he did it it was amazing yeah. I wish more yeah. things like that would happen in life he's just yeah. walking creativity that's <laughs> very cool so Matt is another one of our you know secret weapons we're so lucky to have him he does all the music and came up with this song it's kind of fun we were able to use almost everybody who's on the phone right now in the music video, but we were also able to invite in a couple other folks, including Matt, who came in, and he plays one of the demons. Um, so we, The composer, and he also sings demons. the song. Yes, he is the tallest demon. Uh, so he's in the music video, actually. Oh, cool. Very yeah. cool. So that's a little, a little trivia. A little trivia. Yeah, and that's, that's where I met him, and he has helped us out so much tremendously with Geek Seekers as well, and I just plan on pulling him in to any project that I do that needs music. He's just a, such a great composer. He's just really, really talented. Yeah. You guys and should... the easiest, nicest guy to work with ever. Yeah. You guys should have jumped on the whole viral wagon. Should have had, like, a variation of the music video with uh, the, the Harlem Shake. The Harlem Shake. Yeah, right. I was thinking you should have Grumpy Cat in there somewhere, you know? <laughs> yeah, Grumpy Cat. Fighting the cats right. when we the can, cats are grumpy. Can, you have Grumpy Cat, then Grumpy, grumpy grip. grip. You're not Grumpy, I am. <laughs> grumpy, grumpy Cat Grip. Holy! <laughs> grumpy Grip needs a cat. Just some, yeah, just some passing scene where, you know, they you want to see pictures of my cat, and it happens to be the same, you know, Grumpy Cat or something like that. <laughs> Well, and or he he was you know editor on the music video as well, and I feel like how many hours of footage did we have for a three minute video? I think it was almost four hours worth of footage. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so there yeah. is the possibility there might be alternate versions just for our own entertainment <laughs> right. at some point in time. Those so come out with a new one every few months. There you go. <laughs> on Shop Talk, you boom. Uh, you know, we're of the mindset anything worth doing is over, worth overdoing. <laughs> <laughs> less is definitely well, and, not more. More is more. All right. <laughs> Give me less, but more. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, and also a bit of trivia. It was kind of fun when we were doing the music video. Um, we filmed four different endings. So the cast didn't actually know who was going to walk out of the elevator at death at the end. There were four different possibilities on who might come out. So, ah. yeah, we didn't tell them until we put them up. So, <laughs> so keep them guessing. Promo time. Let's shameless self shameless, shameless promotion. Plug time. Yeah. Yes. Nice. Uh, go ahead and tell the, our audience where they can find Chop Saki Boom and also any other side projects you guys would like to promote. Yes, please. Go for it, yeah. darling. Sure. We have a website, chopsakiboom.com. Built by our own Dan Humphrey. He's 
phenomenal. You should hire him to build your website. Um, and hopefully he can give us all the details on how to contact him. Uh, we also have the Facebook page. We're on the Twitter. We're on the YouTube. Um, you know, one lucky thing about our name, if you get Chop, Saki, and Boom all in the Google, pretty much everything that comes up is related to us. So lots of fun places to find us. <laughs> oh, how did I was going to ask how you came up with that name. Oh, God, that's such a process. <laughs> <laughs> well, so the show originally had a different name. And after the table read, I think we got eight different emails that were like, yeah, we love the show, but um, you're changing the name, right? So we were like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> we what might was the name into before? That. What was it? Uh, it well, I, we can tell you after the finale, once we get to episode 12, um, we can tell you what the original name was. That's one reason we had to change it. It gave too much away. Uh. But uh, it wasn't universally, it wasn't everybody's favorite. So the production company, we had called ourselves Chop Saki Boom Films, and we liked that. We played around with that, but we actually had about 300 different ideas that we tossed out and um, arm wrestled over for a good year before the decision was made. And I have to say, many of the cast and crew, Heath pushed really hard for the name Chop Saki Boom, and I'm I'm so glad everybody had that support because it's, it's served us well so far. Oh, good. Thank you. Sorry. I got sidetracked. Okay. So no, that, that was, was a, a long good story. Answer. Sorry. No, but it was a good story. It was. Anywhere else they can find Chop Saki Boom or... Or you. Mm-hmm. If you got anything else besides Chop Saki Boom, you'd like to... Well, I'd love to have everybody talk about some of their other shows they're working on because there's some good stuff out there everybody should be seeing. So I, I will pass it on to to um, Dan. Let's go to Dan next. Okay, I'll jump in. Um, so got to give a plug for The Collectibles. That's the-collectibles.com. You can check us out there. i uh, got the episodes, and you can see me in a uh, yellow bodysuit because I'm shy like that. <laughs> um, also, uh, thank you, Darlene, on the uh, website plug. If you want to see my website stuff, you go to uh, trenddesigns.com. That's T-R-E-N designs.com. Check out all the stuff there. Um, and while we're giving pats on the back, I want to say if there's any filmmakers listening in the Seattle area, you need to make room in your budget to get the dynamic duo that is Heath and Duffel on your crew. I've seen a lot yeah. of people on set, and I've seen a lot of DPs doing their thing, and these guys are so calm and efficient, and they know exactly what they want, and they get it without stress. It's the best production I've been a part of yet. So uh, look them oh. up and hire them if you got a film project in the area. That's so nice, man. Oh, well, thank you, Dan. Well, thank you, yeah. guys. And it was awesome working with you, of course, and all of the, everybody on Chef's Dr. Boom. Uh, I do want to, uh, this is Heath, by the way, I do want to give a plug for um, the company I work with called Sparkworks Media. Um, they have been a big part of helping get Shostaki Boom off the ground. Um, we do all our post-production through them, and they can be found at sparkworksmedia.com. Huge thanks to Sparkworks. There would be no Shostaki Boom without Sparkworks. We all, well, Victory Studios a little bit. Um, Heath and I, I technically this is duffel uh heath and i technically well he he and i that's how we get to know each other working with that studio and uh we've both kind of gone our separate ways i have a company of my own that does uh teleprompting i'm kind of a teleprompting mogul there in seattle and and then uh but i still do stuff for victory studios and with those connections to those studios sometimes we can 
get in. Hey, are you using this? Are you using the stage from this to this? Can we maybe sneak in there or using that piece of gear or that sort of thing? And having those connections there in town, it has really helped the uh, the production out quite a lot. Next, next. <laughs> oh, geez. Well, okay. Jen uh, Page talking. I I think the best place to look for me is on Facebook. I have a Facebook page. Uh, facebook.com slash the gen page where I'm constantly talking about things like Chopsaki Boom or other projects I'm in. And I was just thinking, listening to you guys talk that what I love about indie film is it's all over the place and I'm all over the place. So it's just, you just never know on any given day what I'm talking about. So if you're in the Facebook and listening to uh, random lists, just check me out there because if it's, it's not humorful that I'm talking about indie film or oracles because uh, we definitely mesh together. So uh, that's where I'm at. Did we get everybody? No. Joe. Well, no, he's he's no. always waiting at the end. <laughs> no, whatever you want to do, I'm, dude. I'm kind of uh, with Dan. So Dan's already talked about the collectibles, and that's uh, that's how I know Dan as well. And so that's um, – that's basically the one main thing that I know about besides Chop Softy Boom. <laughs> <laughs> well, fantastic. Is there anything else you guys would like to add before we conclude the interview? No, I just want to say thank you to you guys for having us on. Well, thank you yeah, all for... Yeah, thanks so much. Well, thank you all for agreeing to it and, and coming up with a time when you could all be here. <laughs> yeah, this is our... I'm thank pretty you. sure this is our largest interview. I think so. so. Yay, you win! <laughs> And nobody <laughs> cried. Oh, it's not it's not an interview unless someone cries. Cry, damn it. Yes. Someone cry. <laughs> Maybe someone cried secretly. I don't know. There they were just people quiet there for a while. Cry faster, but slower. <laughs> <laughs> I want I want sadder, but harder. happier. <laughs> right? Exactly. exactly. Right. We're just gonna be making jokes about bad directing now for quite a while. <laughs> Indie film, cry harder. <laughs> but softer. But more. But less. All right. Well, thanks so much, guys. And, yes, uh, and have a good evening. Yeah, thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Hi, I'm Ben Bays, executive producer of Aiden 5, the web series, and you're listening to Genretainment. Well, special thanks to the entire cast and crew for taking the time to chat with us, and we wish them luck on their new episodes and look forward to more shenanigans from this talented group. <laughs> so that's it for today's Genretainment. We'll be back soon with all new guests from our favorite films, TV shows, novels, and web series. Mark's is super hard at work on his book, so we decided to take next week off, but we'll be back in two weeks with all new guests. Yes, I got hand cramps. Oh, my hands. Well, you're typing too much. I was going to say, you, you're not actually writing it out by hand. It's typing. Typing. He's going to have carpal tunnel by the time the my book comes out. My fingers are bruised. Yeah. <laughs> and don't forget, you can always check out all of our past episodes of Genretainment in the archives at scifipulseradio.com. You can also check out the other great shows on this channel like SFP Now, The Roundtable, and more. And until, until next, next time. time.